This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Inside Access with Jason Lacanfora and Ken Wyman. Sponsored by Stevenson University Online. 1057 The Fan. It's 5 o'clock on a Monday. Time for Happy Hour with Bobby DePaul, courtesy of the Ashley Furniture Guest Hotline and also Bobby DePaul Charities and those who support him. And Bobby, not a lot to be happy about, but please explain the song. You win as a team and you lose as a team. Just about every area of the team had a chance to step up and make something happen Saturday night. Special teams return game, field goal unit, offensive red area, Run game, veteran receivers in the passing game, two-minute or no-huddle defense before the end of the half, and no defensive takeaways. Today, I'm wondering if there's anybody or anything Ravens fans can depend on right now. So let's talk some Ravens football. All right, Bobby D., let's start in that red zone. I didn't like some of the personnel decisions. I hated some of the play calling. And I didn't like the decision on the road with your backup quarterback not to take three points and to get yourself into a short-yarded situation. I thought a lot of that stuff cost him the game. What do you think, ultimate football guy? The Ravens had only two opportunities in the red zone Saturday night and failed at both. The Ravens started the game with a 10-play, 59-yard drive that was stopped failing to convert on fourth down. Based off the tape, it looked like Patrick Ricard made the first down, and it was a bad spot by the official and should have been challenged, in my opinion. I warned everybody on Friday, the officials favor the home team. Three of the last four play calls in that series were called running plays. Coach Roman called one pass play. That was a tight end sneak pass to Josh Oliver, who looked wide open at first, but safety John Johnson reacted fast, and linebacker Tony Fields assisted to stop Oliver short of the first down. A few weeks ago against Jacksonville, Josh Oliver scored a 12-yard touchdown on the very same play. The second red zone opportunity was the first, you know, was in the was the first series of the second half. This time, it was an 11-play 60-yard drive and coach Roman called two pass plays and only one running play on the final three plays, but this ended with an interception because veteran receiver Deshaun Jackson didn't run through his route. The play before the interception was a drop touchdown pass by Devin Duvernay, but that play was negated by offsetting penalties. If the Ravens didn't have bad luck, they wouldn't have any luck at all. I know it's getting old, and there's a lot of frustration with the last, you know, lack of success mm-hmm. in the red zone, 
but they failed running and they failed passing. So neither worked. And the Ravens are now 26 in the red zone scoring category. Drop balls, penalties, and turnovers are not a good combination in the red zone the last several weeks. In terms of decision-making, I can understand going for it on fourth down, but I can make a case to not go for it. But it, but that's football. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. You live with it. In terms of the decision to throw the ball in the fourth quarter, the Ravens are down by two possessions or 10 points, and the clock was working against them. The Ravens only had nine total possessions Saturday night, so they basically only averaged two possessions per quarter down two scores, so they had to throw. Maybe Coach Romney could have mixed in a couple more runs, but do you really think it would have made that big of a difference? I don't. Let's put it this way. The Ravens almost rushed for 200 yards in the first three quarters of the game, but only scored three points. A couple more runs was not going to change the outcome of the game, in my opinion. Bobby D. Tyler Huntley's awareness and timing seemed a little off Saturday night. What caught your eye on the film? How many times have you guys heard me talk about setting the right expectations for players? I've mentioned in the past that player expectations are based off where you are drafted or by how much you get paid. Tyler Huntley was a college free agent coming out. So not a lot of people thought that much about him. The reason he was able to stick in Baltimore is because he has a lot of the same skill sets Lamar Jackson has, so it makes sense to keep him as a backup. So if something happens to Lamar, not many changes need to be made to the scheme. When you look at the decision-making and scramble sacks, that's just youth, and all those things can be corrected. But you know what you have to have happen first? You have to have the mistake. Now you can correct it. I actually think the Denver sideline interception throw, you know, that he made a few weeks back is still in the back of his head. So now he holds the ball under duress instead of throwing it. Hmm. But that's just an educated guess by my part. This is the bottom line. He's young and he's inexperienced and it's showing up under pressure. It's all normal. I've seen a bunch of highly touted first round picks actually do worse over my career. After Sunday night's game, I went back and pulled the stats for the last five games. And the Ravens' passing game is spiraling down. The Ravens rank 30th in quarterback passer rating with a quarterback rate of 73.2, 28th in average yards per pass, averaging 6.06 per attempt, 32nd in passing TDs with one, and 32nd in TD to uh, interception ratio. 31st in quarterback rating against the Blitz with 72.2 rate, and 32nd in average per pass play against the Blitz, uh, you know, averaging 4.3 yards per attempt. Lamar Jackson and Tyler Huntley have pretty much split the reps, you know, in the mm-hmm. last five games, each playing just under 10 quarters or two and a half games in the last five weeks. Tyler Huntley has 72.6 quarterback rating, throwing for 413 yards, zero TDs, two interceptions. Lamar Jackson isn't much better. He has an 81.4 quarterback rating, throws for 474 yards, one touchdown and one interception. The bottom line is the passing game is broke, and it hasn't worked under either quarterback in the last five weeks. In the running game, Lamar Jackson is better in space, no doubt about it, averaging 4.97 yards per carry on 26 attempts. And Tyler Huntley, you know, he's had 25 rushing attempts, averaging only 3.48 yards per carry. Both have been knocked out of the games. So the comparisons are very similar, guys. 
it's so broken, Bobby D, that Mark Andrews isn't even a thing anymore. <laughs> is this a function of them having nobody else who can separate? Does he look beat up to you, all the above? Tight end Mark Andrews' season average per catch is 11.5 yards per catch. And he has caught five touchdown passes this year. In the last five weeks, Mark, Mark Andrews has averaged 11.3 yards per catch, but hasn't produced a touchdown catch since the Giants game on October 16th. That's eight games ago, if you're counting. I have seen him drop a couple balls yeah. that should have been caught, and I have seen him drop a touchdown pass in the last five weeks. So he could play better, and he is the biggest weapon in the Ravens passing game right now. So in the spirit of Christmas, to answer this question about Mark Andrews, let me use a Christmas analogy. The routes receivers run are referred to as a passing tree when you teach the different routes to run. The passing tree is like a Christmas tree. The tree is dead, and it's the light bulbs that make it shine. The light bulbs involved with the passing tree are the receivers, and they are not connecting right now. Since week 11, we've seen multiple drop balls and drop touchdown catches by this group. In the last five weeks, it's total 10, and that is third most drop balls in the National Football League the last five weeks. What is placed under a Christmas tree? Gifts or presents. The passing tree brings gifts of touchdowns and points that can add up and light up the scoreboard. The Ravens receivers are like dead light bulbs on a tree. When one light bulb goes out on a Christmas tree, none of them seem to work. In the case of the Ravens receivers, nobody has stepped up to replace Rashad Bateman. So his loss has dimmed the lights on the passing tree and affected the production or light bulbs on the tree the most. Rashad Bateman averaged 19 yards per catch before his season injury loss. And the closest receiver to him is Devin Duvernay with an 11-yard average per catch. Demarcus Robinson, who had two fumbles Saturday night, averages only 9.5 yards per catch and has only caught one touchdown this year. The key to fixing the passing tree and lighting up the scoreboard can be found in the red zone, and the brightest light on the tree right now is Mark Andrews. The Ravens need to find ways Mark Andrews can be that bright star again. More with Ultimate Football Guy Bobby DePaul next here on The Fan. Inside Access. Sports On Demand. 1057 The Fan. More with Ultimate Football Guy Bobby DePaul and Bobby D. We thought the Ravens would get more inside push and pocket pressure. Rough night for the D-line. Friday, I mentioned the Browns' offensive line was the healthiest they've been all year, Mm -hmm. and the Browns' line was fine from what I saw on tape. I know the guys over at NFL Network telecast tried to spin that Nick Chubb hadn't been performing by saying he only rushed the ball for an average of 57 yards per game the last two weeks. That's total BS. The reason why that stat was so low over a two-week period is because against the Cincinnati Bengals the week before the Browns, you know, they they fell behind 20-3. to And they had to abandon the running game. And Deshaun Watson threw the ball 42 times to try and get him back in the game. The previous week against the Houston Texans, Nick Chubb rushed the ball for 80 yards and averaged 4.7 yards per carry. In addition, the offense as a whole rushed the ball for 143 yards. Saturday night, Nick Chubb rushed the ball for 99 yards against the Ravens. Need I say more? The guys also mentioned the reason for the lack of production was because the Browns were under third-string center who was a guard. Guess what? Centers come a dime a dozen. 
It may be the easiest position in the NFL to fix. Years ago, I did a study before analytics was even around. What I wanted to know was how teams were built. What I found out at the time was there were more college free agent centers starting in the National Football League than any other position. Heck, I actually claimed a a kid, a college free agent from the Steelers named Hank Fraley, who's now the offensive line coach for the Detroit Lions, and he was a college free agent, started for 10 years. It's nice to have a great center, but not highly valued in terms of the draft. You can find these guys because they are undersigned. Teams draft offensive tackles and touchdown makers high because they have the biggest impact on the passing game. You can't pass the ball without offensive tackles and touchdown makers. You know, touchdown makers get themselves open to make plays, guys. How many times do you hear people talk about the impact of a center on the offense? The only time a center can impact the game is if he snaps the ball over the quarterback's head and shotgun Hmm. formation. That's it. In week seven, the Ravens defense sacked the Browns five times for a season high because Jacoby Brissett throws most of his balls from within the pocket using his drop-back passing game. Saturday night, the Browns coaches did a great job designing play-action passes. Play-action passes slide the pocket and move the launch point, so you really struggle to generate inside pressure. You've heard me do what? Talk about blitzing up the middle when they got a pocket quarterback. Well, these guys changed a a launch point. Credit the Browns for making the adjustments. Guess what? Credit Mike McDonald for mixing in nickel blitzes with Hamilton because that's the best option Mm -hmm. to contain and pressure the play-action passes. The Ravens still had three sacks, but all were from the edges, guys. Yeah, Good thing the Ravens traded their number one receiver for a center. Uh, Bobby, anything else stand out to you about the Ravens' defense? Yeah, I thought the best thing the Ravens did defensively Saturday night was hold up after those turnovers with drive starts in the Ravens' end of the field. I know the Browns missed field goals, but the Ravens' defense held the Browns' attempts out just far enough to make kicker Cade York think about it. The Ravens are now 6-1. and one when holding opponents to 17 points or less. And that's tough to stomach if playing on the defensive side of the ball. I mentioned last Monday, I didn't like Kyle Hamilton matching up with quick-footed receivers aligning in the slot because he doesn't have the foot speed to handle it. I think everybody sees it except the Ravens defensive coaches right now. The Ravens need to find more, you know, they need to find a more versatile player to play in the nickel because Saturday night, Hamilton was asked to cover Amari Cooper. Can you can you yeah. believe that one? So the so last that so that what you know so the, really the last two weeks in a row the offensive opponents the coaches took advantage of his skill sets for the position. I would like to see. I'm not going to just point out problems. I'm going to offer you solutions. I would like to see a combination of Marlon Humphrey, who we all seen playing the slot before, and Brandon Stevens, because that mm-hmm. would build in flexibility to change up depending on the matchups inside and outside. Right now, the Ravens have boxed themselves in with Kyle Hamilton because he's a one-dimensional player. Kyle Hamilton can handle tight ends or big physical receivers, just not quick-footed speed guys. Think grass basketball. The other thing that showed up with the Browns is they played a lot of 11 personnel on first down. I wonder why they did that. To get matchups. They yeah, keep Hamilton in the, the slot. The, there you go. The Ravens' defense struggled on first down all night, giving up 6.41 yards per attempt, ranking 24th in the week, you know, in the NFL over the weekend. In addition, it was pretty balanced running past on first down with the Browns, gaining 5.23 yards per rush and 8.08 yards per pass attempt, ranking 21st and 20th, respect, 
respectfully over the weekend. Not good. Personnel matchups are to are you know they're basically the key to get better on first down defensively. Move forward, guys. Bobby DePaul, let the people know about Bobby DePaul Charities and those who support them. ID Technologies, Dell, and Ruckus Networks are proud to support Bobby DePaul Charities. They need to provide help to kids who struggle from unexpected hardships. Together, this team is committed to giving back while helping deliver world-class wireless network solutions to federal agencies who need to be able to seamlessly connect over secure and reliable Wi-Fi networks. Visit www.idtech.com forward slash the fan to download our free wireless stress test report showing how the Ruckus Wi-Fi 6 Cloud Managed Access Points outperformed its competitors. Please visit the ID Tech website and look for the Walking with Anthony Foundation donation link, a foundation that helps kids to pay for rehab and devastating spinal cord injuries. I also wanted to wish my sponsors and their families at ID Tech, along with my team, Joe Muscarello, Gary Carswell, Mark Palumbo, and Brian Wright, a very Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, yes. brother. Bobby Thank you did. for all you do for the show, my yeah. friend. Thank you so much, man. Have a Merry Christmas, and we'll talk to you before the Steelers game. Okay, guys. You take care. Merry it's, Christmas. It's Inside Access here on a Monday. We'll come back. Tyler Huntley, just how bad was he? We're going to tell you next here on The Fan. Inside Access. Two are on Twitter. And Ken is borderline creepy on the gram. Good news. I found your Instagram. Did you see the 90 photos I liked in a row last night at 2 a.m.? Inside Access, 105.7 The Fan. He flings it far side, quick slant, and it's ripped away and picked off. It was in the hands of Deshaun Jackson, and Denzel Ward rips it free. An interception at the 10-yard line. It's Cleveland ball. That's Westwood One's coverage of Saturday night's Ravens-Browns game. And Tyler Huntley, 17-30, 138 yards, no touchdowns, one interception, sacked three times, 4.6 yards. <laughs> Not a good night. No. No, he didn't look right from the onset to me. Um, he didn't seem to... His his spatial awareness, his sort of situational awareness, his decision making, all looked off from the beginning on. Um, he was diagnosed with a concussion last week. He was in the concussion protocol. I know there's a lot of people saying a lot of things otherwise, but it was not a normal week for him starting from last Saturday where we all saw him take a massive blow to the head that took him out of that football game. Minkin Fitzpatrick, yeah. He missed some time during the week. And that's the worst I've seen him perform. And him, look, the one thing you you really like, sort of trust in him, and why a lot of people think he's going to have a long career in this league as a backup, um, or maybe potential starter, but is the game management area. Is is he's not a guy who tries to do things he can't do. He he's fine throwing the ball away. He's fine taking the easy play. He's fine making the safe throw. When he's running himself out of bounds, 4 yards behind the line of scrimmage, we can easily throw it away. That's not him. That's not the Tyler Huntley that I've seen in low-pressure situations in the preseason or myriad high-pressure situations trying to navigate this team to the playoffs last year when they lost Lamar for an extended period of time. So that didn't look like the Tyler Huntley I know. Missing easy throws. Nothing seemed to really come easily to him. Um, It was really rough. And, again, I, I... 
was not a normal week for him, and that was not a normal performance for him. And the big question moving forward now is, who's the quarterback going to be next week? Yeah, and we would think that we're going to get a better idea tomorrow when the first uh, injury report comes out. Uh, there's reports saying that Lamar Jackson's going to practice this week, have a shot to play Saturday. We'll see. I, I mean, we saw last year when he came back to practice with that ankle injury, he didn't look anything like himself. So it's one thing to get back to practice, but can he stack those days? And as far as Huntley, that was the first game, maybe the Week 18 game against the Steelers last year. It just looked too big for him where there was no consistency, and that's his game, being mm-hmm. a rhythm passer, keeping the team on schedule, and that just never happened. Now, did Greg Roman do him any favors? No, he did not. I would say no. When the ground game is dominant that day with 198 yards on the ground, averaging 7.1 yards per carry, and the running back's over 8, you lean on them more when you see that your quarterback is struggling. Yeah, I wonder how this game goes a little differently, and this is both coaches, both Roman and Harbaugh. On the road, backup quarterback, first drive, fourth and one, take the points. Take the lead. You know, like Then, then let's see how this thing goes from there. I just it, like well, everything conspired yeah. against them. Like nobody did. It's like who can you coming away from that game? Who are you saying look great? J.K. Dobbins. Yeah, that's about it. Gus Edwards looked really good. Seven yeah. carries, fifty-five yards. They both should have had more carries beyond those two guys. No, there weren't a lot of standouts, and maybe oh, Roquan Smith uh, on a night when when Huntley was at his worst. No one came up big. I mean, Deshaun Jackson didn't run that route mm-hmm. with full vigor. If anybody's shocked by that, they haven't watched like the breadth of his career. It's kind of a weird spot for him to put him in, you know, an in-cutting route in the red zone. Hmm. Uh, but that didn't work out. There was a bad drop by Mark Andrews. Was that ball late? Yeah, he's still got to catch it. Go to the ball. Make a move to it. You can't have it swatted out of your hands there. Um he didn't see dudes when they did separate, but for a lot of the time, it didn't look like anybody was separating. Um, we didn't see anything creative in the run game with Duvernay or anything like that. Uh, we didn't see J.K. Dobbins put out, you know, flexed out in the slot or out wide to try to force a matchup and give Huntley, you know, something like that to look at. Um, and then they don't even get points from the kicker where it's mm-hmm. usually guaranteed. So maybe it just wasn't their night. Maybe it wasn't going to go their way. And obviously, the more you have to play with backup quarterbacks, it can be diminishing returns. But the bottom line is the Cleveland Browns are by no means, I think, a better football team than them. Um, That was a very winnable game. And the stakes were high because not much else broke their way. looked like for a while um, Miami might beat Buffalo Saturday night. And then there's a point in time where... You know, the Bengals look like they're going to get run out of the gym by the Bucks, but nothing really went their way. You know, I mean, the Jets lose, but does that really matter at this point? Do we really think the Jets are getting it? I mean, I guess New England losing is good for them, although they beat them they beat head them. to head, so they've already got that in their pocket, like the Jets. Um, 
they're probably headed to. I mean, the Bone Simulator would know better than anybody. Yeah, I'm hoping that's smart. tomorrow's TMI. Well, no, yeah, oh, you're cranking is, up the yeah, Bone that Simulator. Is, that is. Yeah, so you're no Monday Night Football for you. You're gonna no, be just. You're right. gonna be locked into the numbers. Right I'll, when I get home after I walk the Bone Simulator. Yes. No, I'll say this: the Power Trio <laughs> won't be getting together tonight because work comes first. Bone. Bone Simulator did have them losing to the Browns. Bone so Simulator already, did. Already did. there. One person in the room who had them losing. <laughs> I'll say this: assuming the Titans win that division, which is. It's not a guarantee because the Jags are coming. Bone but Simulator's got to look into that, too. Yeah. I don't mind them being the five seed, assuming the Titans win that division. Because I don't think the Titans are very good either. I, I will say, I mean, this is a tease. Just looking at the schedules earlier on, the first Bone Simulator had Tennessee. I think Jacksonville's going to win the division, guys. And Tennessee's got this, to play Houston, who all of a sudden looks like they've got another win in them. And Dallas, Dallas who, yeah. is Dallas going to play down to everybody? And, and then they finish with the Jags, who already whipped all, them. All they have to do, talking about Jacksonville, is head into that Week 18 game, just one game behind right. Tennessee. Jaguars are at the Jets this week. That's not a gimme. Thursday night. Yeah. No, it's not a gimme, not but a gimme I, I, don't, I, I, I think they can win that football but game. It, so let's just say I think they will win that football. Let's game. just say the Jags do lose to the Jets. Can Tennessee their next two games? Texans, Cowboys. I mean, your confidence level on them going. That's what I just said. They're going to they're going to yeah, stop their toe. So, uh, like I said, all the Jags need is to be within one game, and then it's winner take all. Week eighteen. That'll be fun yeah. for the right to be eight and nine and winner. <laughs> yeah, of the that division. might be the prime. That might be the flexed game. It could be, especially well, if the Ravens lose one more, and yeah. now the Bengals have the that one looking like it's a little more. Ravens aren't losing well, one more. My, huh? The Ravens aren't and losing. Bone, bone Simulator has them winning these two. I, I'm still there are Sharpies. Look, would I be shocked if they drop one you, of these two? You think two? it's guaranteed they sweep no, the Steelers? It's not, not guaranteed, guaranteed, but I, I think they win at home. It's not guaranteed. And I think Lamar will be back uh, for that. Oh, man, a lot of stuff went their way to win the first time. Mm-hmm. They'll be favorite. Blocked field goal and three. Yeah, they also they won with a third string quarterback. Three Mitch specials in I, the red zone? My Bone Simulator says that they'll have Lamar Jackson well, back hey, for that hey, you You don't have a Bone Simulator. You don't have a Bone Simulator. <laughs> yeah, let's walk that back. You do your own. <laughs> Thing. Yeah, yeah. My, my there's only simu- one person. There's only one person simulating hey, bones yeah, around. Yeah. Maybe a GG yeah. right? My yeah. simulator has Lamar playing in that game. So uh, they they went th- from third string. They were third string at the end of that game. Um, well, look. The bottom line is that's a that's a tough loss, man. Um, and a loss like that, it does sting a little differently and does have ramifications differently than had they not knocked off the Bucks on that mm-hmm. Thursday night, right? Or had they not won in the Superdome? The timing of this one is tough. Again, because even with Huntley not having a great game, there was a lot of different things that could have gone, that they could have done to help themselves at least take that thing to overtime. Well, any loss against Cleveland Saturday was going to be extremely tough, but it's how they lost where the offense just looks so out of sorts, and they have for a while, but... That was by far and away their worst offensive performance all season long. And I don't think Lamar Jackson is going to put on the Superman cape. Is the offense going to be better with him? Of course. But is this offense, passing-wise, that is, going to look any semblance of a high-power attack? Hell no. Inside Access, one segment left. We got, we'll got. we come back. we got to recap what was an amazing World Cup Ooh, championship game. Uh, yesterday, Argentina and France. If you missed it, you missed out. Get the text of the day and get you ready for Baltimore Game Day Uncensored. The Daily Show. What do you call it, Jason? 
BFT is BFT? a BFD. Yeah, that's right. That's at six here on the fan. Inside access. Jason and Tim sit in the bleachers. Ken sits in his brother's seats behind home plate. Inside access. 1057 the fan. Jason, uh, I will admit, I'm not a big soccer fan, but I will also admit, I watched the whole game yesterday. The whole game. Well, I don't know how you could turn away from that one. It was awesome. And to see two stars in their sport, Messi and Mbappe, do what they did to try to keep their countries or try to get their countries to, to the championship, and then... For the Argentina, first of all, I, I I will say it over and over again. I and this is the ugly American to me. I think it's silly that the World Cup ends in penalty kicks. It's the championship. You do it every four years. I understand in other rounds, but they should just play until somebody scores a goal. But that's just me. Anyway, to see Messi get that elusive World Cup, yes. to watch this match, it was it was brilliant. It was amazing theater. Um, it was one of the. I mean, it's an epic match. It's it's. The best final ever, I believe, and it's it's arguably when you factor in the stakes, one of the greatest matches um, in international soccer history. Uh, it reminded me of a game from the '82 World Cup between France and West Germany, um, sort of back and forth and goals and extra time and bonkers. Um, but when you fa- and the gravity too for Lionel Messi, who had bore this burden of was well, great for. Barcelona, but he's he's not really an Argentine. Mm. He's 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 kind of European, and you know he does all his best stuff in the club level, but doesn't bring home you know uh, trophies to his homeland and this or that. I mean, it's but that rhetoric's been going on forever, and he's a genius footballer, and he now um, accomplished the ultimate goal, and France to go return and make the final mm-hmm. and then come that close. And for Mbappe to do what he's done on this stage and still only be 23 is unbelievable. And I hope the people who caught the bug during this tournament stick with it. Like, there's international soccer being played all the time. I feel like I, I've said this before, but, like, these same dudes are playing every weekend, and it's not that hard to watch them play. It's available all over the place. And like, even my son, Rocco, was totally into it. But, like, the next time I turn on a U.S. national team match or the next time I'm watching a premiership game – like, will he tune in? Will I get a text from Gigi? Mm. I, I don't know, but I mean, it, depends it's, what else it's is such a me. wonderful sport. Uh, and the timing of this one was weird, and it was a weird tournament in a lot of ways, and I hope they never go back to Qatar. I hope I never have to talk about Qatar again. Um, but yeah, what a wonderful athletic display that was. Messi at his age. To be able to do what he like, the, he had the brilliant assist in the prior game where he just took yes. the ball and held then, the ball forever. Yeah, and then the assist in the game yesterday yes. where he starts. Well, he doesn't get an assist; it's a hockey assist basically. But mm-hmm. he starts that whole thing that gets to the second goal. I think it was Di Maria who scores the second yes. goal. Was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, he again genius is is the exact term I I would use. Um, so is he the greatest player of all time? Now that he's filled the trophy case, I, think, I mean he's he's. He's in that conversation. Like, if people want to split hairs between him and Pele and Diego Maradona, um, 
you know, some people would put Johan Cruyff in that conversation, but he was never able to win it for the Dutch either. I mean, who, whoever, Eusebio, whoever else you like want to put up there. Ronaldo, uh, yeah. Either Ronaldo, yeah. I mean, and you the Brazilian know, Ronaldo, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're, they're, whatever. Like, he's in that three or four or five for sure. Um, and I, if somebody, if people want to say it's messy, like I, I don't disagree. Like I get it. I, it's a little different for me. And I grew up watching. I never saw Pele in his prime. I saw him at the end in the NASL. But like watching Maradona in like '82 and '86, man, I don't know. Um, he's right there with him for me. Uh, but I think you're always kind of biased about, you know what I mean? Like where you are in your life mm-hmm. and what influences you as a kid. Um, and just Diego was such a star cross. I mean, it's just, he, oh, yeah. I mean, he, you talk about the every man um, and sort of what he fell prey to and, and his various peccadillos, but, um, but also had this natural joy and brilliance to him. Um, yeah. There's a lot of similarities there. Uh, and, this is the coronation of Messi. Like there, there's no way not to have him in that conversation. And do I think he's a better footballer than Ronaldo? Yes, I think he does more than him. I think he creates more than him. I, I think he's better on the dribble. I, 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 yes, I would take him over Ronaldo. To me, that's not really the debate. Let's get the text of the day, Stoney. Check one two check. check. Text of the day sponsored by Wawa. This holiday season, head to Wawa, pick up a Wawa gift card or a gift card to brands like Apple, Amazon, Uber. Great for anyone on your list. Available on a rack at the register. Have they added hashtag shorter for you, shorter? No, they no. haven't added that to the copy. Size yet. matters. There's nobody listening at Wawa. Yeah. Size Giving matters. Giving you a marketing campaign. Shorty for your shorty. Classic. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, we've talked about ad nauseum for, it seems like my entire life, pretty much. The Ravens have no receivers, no, and they have no. no quality there. Nope. Well, we briefly mentioned it on the show today, but an old friend got cut today oh, by the Packers. <laughs> any Sammy chance. Martin. I hope they pick him up. Any chance. Hey. He knows the offense. Yes. Any chance he's going to be picked up. So, Whatever. I, let, I me, let me just say this. I don't think he's, he's any good. But just for the entertainment oh, it would bring to the show, it would be fantastic. I would love for the Ravens to watch to bring him Sammy. play a game, drop a touchdown, and then pull no, his hammy. No, just to hear you reaction. lose your mind. That would be the Sammy. What's that? The Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins oh, hat trick. Yeah, I hope. Drop a touchdown, pull your hammy, get cut the next week. Honest question though, would you rather have James Prochet or Sammy Watkins? Oh, I did. That's quite a selfish choice. <laughs> it yeah. is. It is. Sammy Walker. Really? Yeah. yeah. All right. That's, he's at least done something in the league. Well, you know how Jason I mean, they don't have pro, my, I'm Watkins. almost remember when they let Prochet at least return punch. Yeah. That ain't even happening anymore. Yeah, well, yeah. Because Duvernay became a pro bowl. I mean, he ruined their season last he, year. Yes, Ken he did. Watkins. Yes, he did. <laughs> yes, he did. That $5 million was, was the straw that broke Money the camel's wasted. back. Kept Duvernay. Wasted another year of Duvernay. Hey, what do we got tomorrow there, T-Bone? I don't want to bury the lead. We're going to talk about otters tomorrow. No, oh, and Jason, Jason is the pet of the future. His, I wanted to be the pet of my present. His newest obsession. <laughs> Cordell Woodland, he's going to make his triumphant return to this program. He had a show yesterday on the fan. Rita Hubbard, Bill Ripken will come on as well to talk O's and hot stove in general in MLB. That is tomorrow at 2, but 
Keep it locked in. Baltimore oh. game day on Sense. Extra blow. Oh, you are. Taking up to Monday Night Football. Going solo? Wow. It's a tough way to start the week. How about Chuck Bucks throwing all that at you at the beginning of the week? Dude, it's Mondays and Thursdays. That's how we do it. BFT, we're extra blown twice a week. Watch T-Bone with the heavy lifting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's coming up next here on The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 